Hey everyone, Wilmgard here with Mini. Hey guys. And you're listening to the FFBE podcast. This week is a a short episode, uh, but also the start of a little bit of new a new style that uh, we want to take on. This week we'll be talking quickly about the new unit FINA and the new event. We won't spend too much time on it, and then we'll focus on talking about the trial that both of us tried to do this week. So going forward, what we're going to want to do is talk about, we're going to do one trial a week, and we're going to talk about how we did it, some trials and tribulations that we had during the fight, and maybe some tactics that we used to overcome uh, some of the difficult parts of that trial. All right, let's get into it. All right, let's go. Um, This week, they released... Uh, Holiday Road, which is an event where trials that happened a long time ago in the past will be coming back. This one specifically about holiday or festive trials. So starting off with the Gingerbread Man and working our way all the way down to Lord of the Beasts, which was a uh, Chinese New Year event. Basically, it gives people a chance to get items and equipment that they may have missed in the past because these trials only came around once. Yeah, and some of the rewards are not that bad, to be honest. Uh, Transcendent Soul can be very helpful. Uh, the one from the, the, what did you call it? The Lord of the Beasts, because it gives you some nice evasion and spirit. So, I mean, they're worth doing if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, there's some decent stuff going on. They should all be pretty easy because they're old power crept all of them yeah some of them were even pre seven star era it was nice taking on the great count all over again because i know when he originally came out it was quite the struggle trying to get over that uh, mp drain that he does at the start of the fight gotta love the mp cheese yep it was funny actually because i did the fight and uh I didn't, I didn't even know that's what he did, but because units in today's meta just have so much MP, he drained me, and I still had like 400 MP left over on my main units. It was funny. Yeah, you just hit auto battle and go have a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come back for your rewards. Yep, pretty much. Oh, And then Chocobo Fina is a unit that they decided to release this week. Um, going along with Chocobo Rain, and there was that other Chocobo unit somewhere. I forget what it was, though. Yeah, I think I think Chocobo Fina might complete the the dream team for a lot of people that wanted a full team of yellow Chocobo riders. Yeah, exactly. What do you th- What do you think of this girl? Like, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, I get it. You're putting in another Chocobo riding unit. But like, but why? Because, you know, we love chocobos. What do you mean? I don't know. To me, as a unit, I mean, I guess it's kind of unique that she does damage and then does your your white mage things along with it. She pretty much does everything a white mage would do, except does a bit of damage as well that scales with spirit. Mm-hmm. I think she's kind of cool in... Uh... The fact that her spirit scaling damage is actually not horrible. Yeah, usually we get spirit scalers and there really isn't much reason to use them because they get totally overshadowed 
by the standard damage dealers. But I think uh, Chocobo Fina's coming in with some decent modifiers and some of her abilities. And on top of that, she's got some supportiness to her, which is really nice. And after she casts her limit burst, I think she can also triple cast, which is yeah. uh, just adds to the... like. Her limit burst is amazing because it increases the modifiers to almost all of her abilities by a lot. Yeah. yeah. And then not only that, you get the triple cast. So I think she'll be pumping out some actually respectable damage. So she's not just a meme unit like we've come to expect from some of these uh, Chocobo riders like Folan. I think she she fits in right now. It would not be a bad pull if you get her, I think. Yeah, she does decent damage. Absolute mirror of equity style. A bit of elemental coverage there. Mostly, like I said, a lot of the damage she does comes paired in with healing or supporting. So, for example, she can restore MP, give you HP regen, fill your LB gauge, uh, things like that. It's all paired in with abilities that she's double casting or triple casting. And then she does have the traditional Fina AoE re-raise which can be nice in a pinch. I don't think she can serve you as your primary healer, but in a lot of fights, surprisingly, I think she would cover you pretty well. I think the reason she works really well is because her spirit numbers are gonna be a little bit bonkers. She's got not only a lot of passive spirit, she also gets, uh, I don't know what to call it, like 60%. true dual wield yeah. with her... Uh, so I think she gets up to 100% when she has her TMR or STMR equipped. So you're going to be seeing some very respectable spirit numbers, especially with some of the high spirit stabs we have, which she can make use of. So I think even though her uh, the base heal on her heals aren't isn't super, super high, it does have an 8 times modifier, and she's going to have a ton of spirit. So I just think... She's a good unit. I mean, I was expecting when I saw Chocobo Fina to be another like Kimono Ayaka troll fest, but she's actually not bad at all. She does very, very well. Um, I saw someone on my friends list with her with 2,500 spirit. Yeah, I mean, she she's going to bone a lot of enemies with that much spirit, but then also 2,500 oh. spirit makes you incredibly tanky in those magic based fights i think that's something you also can't overlook like <coughs> that's more spirit than a lot of tanks can get up to like oh, you'd yeah. you'd have trouble getting for example uh, cg charlotte to that level of spirit even if you decked her out focusing on spirit which most people don't do but still like it, it's not easy to get up that high but because of the amount of uh, true double hand or true dual wield she has along with her spirit it just makes makes some numbers you can reach pretty impressive. It's funny how they've slowly moved into getting each stat its own true dual wield or true double hand aspect to it. We got your physical, your magic, now spirit coming in. Soon enough, you'll probably see a defensive unit with true double hand or true dual wield. Maybe we'll be able to put on two shields and get massive defense. Yeah, I mean... You know, they've got to go somewhere, and I think they've run out of places to go with how far the power creep has gone. Yeah, pretty So that's, you're going to kind of get, all of, this, get all of this bonkers stuff that really makes no sense, right? Your spirit yeah. and your defense should have been your defensive stats, but 
Instead, we have massively tanky people who, like, you can't hurt them. It's like basically you're fighting Saitama from One Punch Man, you know? One punch <laughs> and he kills you, but, like, you nail him with your best abilities and he's just like, whatever, shrugs it off because he's so damn tanky. That's Shit, I forgot to go to the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what uh, Chocobo Fina's going to do to magic-based battles. Just pretty much. Can't die. <laughs> she can heal herself. She can re-raise <laughs> Like, it's just nutty. It, it's absolutely going to be crazy. She also comes with latent abilities. And again, I can't stress this enough that I think this is the stupidest thing that they have latent abilities, but hers are very good. So yeah, she gets, they're, they're not as meme as some of the other ones. Um, they're like they're plus amazing 10%. abilities. Yeah. Uh, at least she gets stuff she would actually use. Yep, she gets extra wind and light resistance, which is in her kit already, but this kind of tops her up a little bit on it with 40% extra passive spirit. Again, nothing to be laughed at. 40% is a lot. And then on top of that, you're getting an, a cooldown ability that increases your modifier on her main damaging ability, allows her limit burst to do more damage, and then buffs her spirit by 150%, which isn't crazy. Like 150% is not an insane amount by any, by today's standard, but it can't be dispelled and it, it's kind of tied into these other things. So it kind of works out. I think 150 is the bare minimum these days. So if it was any less, it would be utterly uh, ignorable. But the fact that it increases her LB damage by so damn much, it almost doubles it and gives you this buff and none of this can be dispelled i think that alone makes it super super good just the fact that once you have it on you you're set for 10 turns so you don't got to worry about it exactly it's just it'll just exist after that right and if a battle's going longer than 10 turns you know it's a, a long slog either way in today's world uh, a battle that lasts more than 10 turns is pretty rare which we can talk about. Uh, I think that covers CG, not CG. I, that'd be insane if it was a CG Chocobo Fina Rider. Um, but it covers Chocobo Rider Fina. Uh, her TMR is also very good. A nice increased resistance to all status ailments with some HP and MP. Her STMR is bonkers if you can get it giving you a nice LB fill rate with really good stats on it, 45 across the board, and then that Guts passive as well. I mean, nothing else to say about them. They're they're pretty straightforward, but they're, they're pretty good. Um, a little while ago, we got a question about what trials are the best to do. And Minnie and I kind of discussed the idea together uh, over the course of a couple couple weeks, oddly enough. And we came down to the conclusion that the best trials to do, if you can, are these scorn of trials. They give you the absolute best equipment in their class more often than not. So we, uh, going week to week, we're going to be doing one of the trials uh, and kind of discussing in what, what went right, what went wrong, how we tackled it and the outcome of the trial for each other. So this week we're starting with Scorn of Gilgamesh. I think that was the first Scorn, uh, Scorn type, what am I trying to say? Scorn trial that really gave you something meaningful as a piece of equipment, as a reward. 
<coughs> yeah, I think it's the... I can't remember if it was the first one that came in, but it was the first sort of trial that was... <clears throat> it was the first trial that was meant for seven-star units. Exactly. The other ones you could kind of do with six-star units. You don't really need those seven stars necessarily. And I know there's a bunch of trials you can do on the other side in the Chamber of Fallen, typically giving you some accessories which are nice but aren't really crazy. I think a lot of the Chamber of Fallen trials have been a little bit uh, power crap. They're, they're a little bit outdated for what they give you. There's still some decent items you can get out of them, but they're not... I don't know what to call it. They don't. If if you have been playing for a while, you're you're not going to see much use out of them. I would definitely agree with that. One place you might be interested in uh, playing, if you are new, is the Chamber of Arms. Just really quickly, because you get to use ten units. The battles aren't crazy difficult. They do kind of get harder and harder. But as a new player, you do get some decent pieces of equipment. Well, I mean, from there as well. especially because they have those uh, weakened versions you have to fight first. Mm -hmm. And I think there's one of them gives you the replica of, uh, I want to say Ragnarok. I'm not 100% sure. It's a sword with over 100 attack. And honestly, the battle is not that hard. You should be able to do it pretty early on into your time in FFBE. So it's a great weapon to pick up early. And then the Scorn Trials before Gilgamesh don't really give you anything crazy. Um, none of them. I, I don't use any of them to this day. Maybe a, a few pieces of the elemental resistance equipment you get before this, but nothing beyond that. Um, so Gilgamesh gives you that first, like I said, first weapon that really is the best in its class. Um, sometimes even better than TMRs or STMRs from units themselves. So from Gilgamesh, you're getting Muramasa if you can beat the quest. The other stuff is just bonus, um, but you are getting a crazy katana, 172 attack with a passive that not only gives you 75% uh, extra damage against birds and 50% extra damage against humans just in it. Like it's, it's, a, it's an amazing katana. So why don't we jump into the actual trial and what we did. All right. You can take it away, Mini. What are some of like the first things that really gave you a challenge? Or like what, what were you trying to do going into it? Well, first I tried to do it just standard, the way I would any trial. Um, I know the last Gilgamesh, the easier version, you had to seal his... You had to seal his elements, so I made sure that I had elements covered in all my units. Um, let me see. I have a. I took a screenshot because I knew I'd, I'd forget about what exactly I had equipped. So I just want to make sure I. <clears throat> I get this right. If I can find it again, holy crap! What in the world? Oh, there, there. my screenshots. All right. So what I did is I had a. Uh, I had a Squall be my primary sealer, and he had equipped to him, there is, I think, the Sturdy Umbrella. It, it's, I think it was an event item, I'm not sure, but it's it was free, so it probably was an event item. You might not have this, but basically it's a water-type sword or katana, I'm not sure. And uh, in the other hand, I gave him 
the lion's saber, something like that. One second, I'm gonna look up the actual name. Okay, it it was the lion saber. So the lion saber has two elements on it. It's one of the only weapons, not only, but you know, it's one of the few that does. It is a wind and earth element sword. It's very weak, but the fact that you want elements to seal his abilities, it makes this sword very good for this trial. So I gave Squall this sword, and I gave him a water element sword, which which uh, covers three elements: water, wind, and earth. And then innately, Squall has access to light, and I believe uh, thunder. So Squall alone for me covered five elements because you can now dual cast or double cast Squall's abilities. I mean, you always could. What am I saying? Squall can double cast his abilities. So he, you double cast the light beret and the thunder beret along with uh, the elements on his swords. You're going to cover five elements. All that's left is dark. Hang on. I think I'm missing some. I'm missing earth, but I don't think he uses earth. He does, but it's not really crazy, I guess. Oh, I'm an idiot. I'm actually an idiot. So <laughs> uh, wind and earth are on line saber. Water is yeah. on the sturdy umbrella, and he's got uh, light and thunder covered, right? So that's six elements. And then I gave, uh, I, gave I used Elena as my primary damage dealer, and I gave her uh, Death Eater, but any dark element sword will do. And then she was, because she was going to be attacking anyway, she's going to seal the dark element. So that was the general idea I went in with. I took a physical cover tank with 100% dodge. I took a healer. And then uh, I took a support, and I think the support was Sylvie, just for general damage mitigation and reduction. She's super good. Mm -hmm. It's funny because you went the, I'm going to cover all the elements, and like you treated it as like a traditional trial. Like do the tactics, seal the elements, make the battle easier for yourself. Um, now I know that during one of his phases, uh, I think it's when you drop him below 80%, he switches the way he works. So if you do elemental damage, uh, fire, water, wind, earth, or light, he actually does extra attacks, extra hard-hitting attacks, uh, if you hit him with these elements. I don't know if you had that experience. Oh, I did, because I, I didn't realize he did this. So I just started attacking normally, and because Elena is so strong compared to when Gilgamesh was released... In one turn, she took him below 80, but she didn't quite kill him. And so he retaliated uh, with some pretty busted abilities and wiped my team. So I, it took me a couple turns to figure out that's what was happening. So it was just really simple because of how strong my actual attackers were. All I did was I whittled them down to 80. And the reason I didn't just go in and one-shot him is because you have to use eight limit bursts. And I really wanted that... Uh, uh, super, not super, I can't think, the exchange select ticket, summon the ticket, select yeah. summon ticket, that's the S I was looking for. And so I had to kind of whittle them down while building burst gauge for my units. It's um, funny, but, I did the same thing. Yeah, but once I, I kept him above 80, and then once I was done with that, I just unleashed my full burst on him and, and took him from 80 to 0 to avoid the entire issue. But I think the element ceiling actually still helped for the first phase. Oh, it definitely does. So I took a similar uh, tactic to what you did. So Elena was my primary as well. So I used her to cover my water and light. 
I gave uh, someone an Earth, well, my primary uh, tank, which I used Wilhelm in this scenario because his limit burst fills so freaking fast. I gave him an Earth weapon because he'll just counter and it'll apply. It'll be super easy. And if he doesn't, I just auto attack. Um, and then I used Orin as my breaker. And I just used him to do fire and wind damage on off turns. I also gave him a fire, uh, a fire and wind typed sword just to cover myself if he wasn't able to use his innate abilities um, just to make it easier. One thing I noticed is that every few turns, Gilgamesh will actually uh, dispel your breaks and then give himself uh, resistance to attack and mag breaks. But you can actually dispel that. And I didn't realize that when I initially was playing it. So he'd go through phases of doing crazy amounts of damage. And then, because usually those things, I was like, oh, I can't dispel that. It's just going to exist for a while, you know? Yeah. But it turns out I'm an idiot and you could dispel it. So once I learned that, it made the fight super, super easy. He actually doesn't do, if you seal the five elements during the first phase and break uh break his attack in mag keep that consistent mm -hmm. and then buff up your own team half decently it doesn't have to be crazy buffs but something uh in line with today's kind of meta it makes that first phase really 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 easy and you can kind of stall out and get all of your limit bursts in that first phase yeah you can really tank him forever as long as you keep sealing and uh the it's just a question of whether you'll get your limit burst in time before you take him under 80 exactly so the strategy i used was because i use lotus mage fina typically as my primary healer i used her limit bait limit gauge gathering thing and then just auto only auto attacked with my main dps for elemental coverage mm -hmm. it kind of allowed me to get there really really easily um, but my strategy you probably went through the different phases slowly i took a totally different approach and I feel this is this is the thing with the power creep and the reason I don't really pull anymore. Like I don't pull on units very like almost ever. I do my dailies and stuff, but I'm not really after new units. I took an Elena with uh, Maneater and Diablos, and I think you had your Elena up probably because you were doing the trial, so I used your Elena. And I actually just took him. I brought him down close to about eighty-ish percent. And then I nuked him with a triple cast after I set up some breaks and stuff and literally killed him in one turn. Yeah, that's literally what I did too once uh, once I figured out that below 80 he actually becomes a monster. <clears throat> I didn't actually end up going through all the phases. I just used my, my Elena's to burst him down. The only reason I died the first couple times is because I didn't realize what was triggering his strong abilities. And then yeah. once I realized that once you get over that threshold, uh, <clears throat> that's when he becomes strong. So in my first couple runs, I was using like abilities with my Elena's, which, you know, in one or two turns, that's like 30, 40% damage. Uh, on the, the run, I actually cleared it. I made sure just to whittle him down with autos. And uh, when it came down to finishing, that's when I unleashed everything. Yeah, it's funny how a trial like this, which is honestly, if you don't do if you don't do that strategy, it's pretty complicated. Like you have to switch between doing elemental damage and then not doing the elements, and then switching back to doing the elements, 
all balanced in with continuously breaking, dispelling him on certain turns, keeping your team healed up, dealing with his dispel at each phase junction. It gets pretty difficult. Like it's actually a really hard trial, but because of the way the power creep has gone, if you have a unit like Elena, um, I think Esther would probably be able to do this too. You could probably just uh, nuke using her limit burst to have a, to get a similar effect. Um, or any of the newer units that came after Elena that do that are uh, main DPS units, you can nuke this guy all the way down and just skip the entire fight, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a shame. I wish that the power creep happened more slowly or at least a little differently because it, it actually would have been fun to tackle this trial and go through it and, and actually work out all the mechanics and, and how to do it. But because like I just was lazy, I didn't want to gear a whole other DPS to make it difficult. I was like, I have Elena here. I literally use her for everything because I, I don't want to change. I actually have stronger DPS than her that I've pulled up. Uh, just randomly because you know when we get some of those uh <clears throat> pull uh five rainbows or four rainbows for 9k like anniversary i can't remember what they're called but those those summons yeah that, those anniversary summons like yeah. just just by doing those when they come up i've i've pulled like two cg lightnings two uh xenos stuff like that i just couldn't be bothered to level them and gear them up because it's like elena already just destroys everything and she's there she's ready <laughs> Exactly. I already have her equipped and everything. I don't have to change anything. Yeah. Because I got, uh, I actually have three Radiant Lightnings, which I'm pretty sure Radiant Lightning's better in terms of damage overall. Yeah, I think she is a little bit better. Maybe, like, it's not a crazy amount, but she's definitely better. But I've already learned how to use Elena to her max. Like, I've already memorized her little rotation that she has, and she's already equipped. And I was like, I don't feel like learning a new unit. I'm just going to use Elena. Yeah. I mean, why bother? She does the um, job. Speaking of power creep, I think I meant to mention this before, but there's over 200 rainbow units yeah, in the nutty. game. That's what happens like, when you release uh, two a week on most weeks for three years. Like, shit gets crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. And then the power creep has gone, like, this year in particular, starting from about... April, I think, the Easter event. The Easter event really kicked it off where there was that huge spike yep. in power creep. Since Easter, none of the content really makes is difficult if you have anything after Esther and beyond. Like I, I haven't run into a trial yet that I can't pretty much nuke at some point to skip the majority of the difficult aspects of the trial. Yeah. Now even looking at Gilgamesh, like it looks like a real, it should have been a really, really fun fight to do, but because of the way the game functions with the power creep and like a lot of different units that do the same thing, it just, you just add raw numbers onto them basically. Yep. Right. And that's what we've been seeing with most DPS units. Uh, and even most support units, like they all do the same thing. You're looking for the same things. Uh, right now, right now, typically chainers, true dual wield units are the best. If you do that, they're great. They just added higher numbers to to the units. It's it's been pretty bland in terms of mechanics and play style in the game. So, 
Yeah, and I mean, that's largely because we have 200 rainbows in the game, and who knows how many golds and blues and whatever else there is. It's very, very hard at that point to make units that actually do something unique. So all you can do is, and this is what we've been seeing from DPS units, is you give them a different element, you give them the Axtar scaling mechanic with their abilities, and then you just amp up the modifier a little bit on them so people have a reason to pull, and there's your new unit. And that's and I've been seeing something similar with mages that have been coming out recently. They're all one flavor or the other of Chaos Chain, and it, I mean, it is what it is, but it kind of, it's just bland, like you said. It's cookie cutter. It is, and it makes for boring endgame content. So for this trial, like I said, I skipped most of the fight. I learned how to do the initial 20% and how to survive that just to get the missions done. Long enough to get the missions done. And then I nuked him and killed him. Because I could have I nuked him and killed him. Like I could have done that in three or four turns. But it took me like 10 just to get the limit bursts off, for example. Um, now, what I wish that the game did more of was... Rather than taking these numbers and just ramping them up to crazy amounts like they have, if they just didn't release quite as many five stars and didn't have to power creep quite as much, you could have had units doing different things in different situations and being useful in different ways. And working through a fight like Gilgamesh, Scorn of Gilgamesh, is super fun. I remember the original Gilgamesh because power creep, I, I wasn't, I didn't have all the best units back then and the power creep wasn't as crazy. It was really fun learning like, oh, sealing his abilities makes it easier and trying to get, trying to like scrounge up different elemental weapons yeah. so you can cover them all. And um, it made for a really interesting fight, just like this would have been like, he gets pretty tough. Uh, as the fight goes on and he fluctuates back and forth and it's a really engaging fight if you if you aren't able to nuke him like we did um which is kind of funny yeah but i mean that's one of the bigger problems with the game anyway at least from my perspective where uh i just think they went a little bit too crazy with the amount of units we were getting it feels like when we got an event, it wasn't about the event, it was about the new units that were coming in. And I understand there should be excitement for the new units, but I feel like if they put in more effort in the event, they wouldn't be forced to like amp up the units as much to get people to pull, especially because it's Final Fantasy. I mean, people are gonna go like crazy for their favorites anyway, even if you don't make them, like obviously make them either comparable or a little bit stronger than what was currently available. But the like you said, the jump from pre-Esther and post Esther is nuts. It's like night and day the amount of damage these things do. Like Esther blows uh, the previous best damage dealer out of the water by like, I can't remember. It was like two or three times the damage. Yeah, it's nutty. And I think a lot of these trials would have had their lifespans extended quite a lot if we didn't have those massive jumps when it came to power creep. Exactly. And I mean, there's nothing they can do about it now outside of removing units which doesn't it's just not no. gonna it doesn't it's, it's not gonna happen because people have spent money already to get them it just there's no way no absolutely not um and you can't really change the way the game is going because they've power crept it so much and they've given units like 
part of the power creep was just allowing Eunice to do everything. Yeah. There's no longer anywhere to go. You either give them higher numbers or... Yeah, you just keep increasing the numbers. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all there really exists. Which is kind of why we're shifting the uh, focus of the show. Because telling you that uh, Radiant Lightning has slightly more damage than Elena and... Um, who? What's his name? Bartz has slightly more damage or is like more bursty because he has more damage <laughs> like i could sit there and tell you that yes there's higher modifiers on this new dps unit that's come out but that doesn't really make for much discussion because it's, it's just is it just that's what it is even when uh what's his name who was the last mage that came out uh black mage uh x death yeah x just came out i get them confused because they both wear the big armor mm-hmm and like you look at him and you're like, okay, he has quad cast, he has elemental coverage, he chains. Oh, and his modifiers are stronger than the others. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, or his stats just get higher, easier. It's there's not really much discussion about it anymore. It's not like, oh, what does he bring that other people don't? It's like he brings everything. He just does more damage as well. But that's why we're going to talk about the trials and what they can do for you. And like I said, completing Gilgamesh, if you aren't able to nuke him, it's a really fun fight focused around sealing his abilities with elements and then stopping to use those elements during certain phases and then picking the elements back up. Um, it has a lot to do with just fluctuating back and forth between hitting him with elements and not hitting him with elements uh, until the end of the fight. It kind of goes back and forth. But if you are able to do it, in my opinion, outside of... I think one or two of the best STMRs in the game, you are getting the best katana in the game. 172 attack with a great killer passive. Humans are a very common enemy in FFBE. Uh, in fact, Gilgamesh himself is a human, which you can take advantage of of this uh, weapon if you are going back to like get some of the other missions or something like that. I love how you can still be classified as a human even though you have six arms. Yeah. I guess that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe, maybe there is a species of human out there with six arms. I'm just being extremely insensitive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are all of our six armed listeners just tuned out of the show? They're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> oh. uh, but I guess yeah. it just goes to show you that uh, with enough determination and focus, you really can accomplish anything. Gilgamesh, because he wanted to hold all the best swords, grew four more new arms. Like, you know, truly, humanity, uh, our bounds are limitless. Like, we're just amazing. We can do anything. You know what it actually is? Is that uh, his idol animation and his uh, his image here is actually a gif. He's just moving his two arms extremely fast and juggling all these <laughs> weapons all at once. That would actually be even more impressive than, yeah, I think, wait. just growing four arms spontaneously. What you're seeing is four after images of his arms holding the weapons. Yeah, he moves so fast. That's why you can't dodge any of his hybrid abilities. <laughs> you can't see him. <laughs> yeah, you can't dodge what you can't see. Uh, but that's Gorn of Gilgamesh. And a really fun fight if you are doing it the traditional way. Um, 
pretty standard if you're doing it the cheese way by nuking yeah. him. I think for anybody zero. that uh, is going to attempt him, they're probably going to attempt him with some of the super, super strong units. So probably your best bet is just whittle him down to as close to 80 as you can without going under, and then just nuke him from there. Um, even before we got the super OP Elena's and stuff, people were doing it with uh, CG Sid, with Regina, so there are there are plenty of units today that are available out of the pool of 200 and even some of the ones uh that got updated with some better like roberta she has human killer and she's oh, she'd probably have, disgusting yeah she would probably destroy him even from 100 to zero i wouldn't be surprised so mm-hmm. you have options i think honestly that's your best strategy i think uh as fun as it would be like if you want to put yourself through that to go through all the stuff some something about it is just for me, if I don't have to do it, I feel like, what's the point? I'm just going to blow through these easier trials, and maybe once we get to some of the newer, harder ones, we can talk a little bit more about the the intricacies of it. Yeah, I agree with you. If you don't have to, why put yourself through that uh, through that suffering? But that's Scorn of Gilgamesh. Next week, we will be talking about Scorn of the Beasts of the Dark. If that's cool with you, Minnie, that's the next trial that kind of came out gives you a really good claw but we'll discuss it in next week's episode along with a little touch up on whatever is released we'll see if it's interesting we'll briefly mention it kind of like we mentioned the uniqueness of the true dual wield fina of this week i mean her unique aspect is she can heal and uh, she doesn't completely suck she she's axtar but she does light damage and it's spirit scaling yeah that's and literally the same mechanics. <laughs> yeah, and she plays her song of big butts, and she beats you while she plays it. That's not Fina. That's Betty. That is, oh. Betty's coming way like in JP. He came out uh, really late, so he'll be he'll be uh, probably six months to eight months out. <laughs> if they released Betty as a unit, I would I would lose my shit. I would spend thousands of dollars on this game. <laughs> <laughs> he just right, carries yeah. around a stereo. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. oh, and well, make it, if you use, yeah, he just plays the song. Just make it happen, please. Yeah, please, that'd be amazing. All right, guys, thanks for listening to this week's episode. We really appreciate it. We'll catch you next week. Peace. See you next week. Bye.